It's the Hats Off, Gloves Off podcast. With Mitchell Phillips and Spencer Callender. Hey, what's up, folks? Um, back at it once again. Sorry this one's a little late. We're a little off schedule, but we're trying to make everything work. I mean, you know what's going on. Goddamn Illuminati's trying to kill us. So we got to make do with what we can. Um, this is hats off, gloves off. Hats off to those who deserve it. Gloves off to those that deserve it. Pats on the back, pats on the fanny pink, finger pointing, finger blasting. The good and the bad. We highlight society. And uh, we give credit to where credit's due. Whether you are a naughty, naughty boy or a, a good little boy who's getting his presents this year from Sandy. I've um, been a naughty boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's cute. That could that could work. We're out. doing our best, people. You would definitely you'd be a nice, um, sexy elf. Like if you and your sexy lady elf. Did, yeah, like if you did Christmas cards, have your lady be Santa, and then you're the sexy elf. Oh, that'd be cool. I'm and it'd be I'm, but in reality, I'm a foot taller than my lady, and I'm I'm a kind of tall dude. So, isn't there a height? I guess Will Ferrell, he was tall. He was an elf. You don't yeah, have but to you, be you can short. do crazy things with computers. Like, um, I put uh, CCH Pounder. I put her face over a hot porno lady, so her name would be CCH Pound Me. I don't know who CCH Pounder is. You know if you saw her face. She's a famous actress. She's um uh she's always like name. the CCH pounder. She's always like the commissioner or like um, a lawyer or uh, what's that? The she show. plays a strong woman in, in power, you mean? Yeah, yeah. She's she's always just like that tough black lady. He's like, You're not gonna get away with this shit. Um Yeah. Oh yeah, I know her. Yeah, she plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's like she's in a the judge Shield, or... Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah, I got uh, you. all that shit. Strong I'm blue bloods. Woman. I'm guessing. I don't know. Yeah, she's probably uh, in Chicago PD or Chicago Fire or Chicago ER. Whatever. Yeah. Um. Um. That there's a new show on Fox just called Police or something. I don't know. That's right um, to the point. Yeah, which I always liked on. Um, oh, she was in Avatar. That's cute. Um, in the wire, when they refer to themselves as police, instead of like, "Oh, he's a good officer," like, "He's good police." He's good natural police. Um, I love that when they when Lester natural police. Let's see. Um, I'm going to start it off. I've got a hats off. All right, hats off to you, sir. Uh, did you guys hear about this guy um, who uh oh Mitch I can't hear what hold on we've, we've lost uh... you're all fucked up Mitch. fucked up uh, oh no I gave him a beer earlier so maybe that's what's causing it it's a little twisted all right, so a guy snuck into Germany to his girlfriend. Did you guys hear about this? He snuck into the country? Yeah, he, well, he, he flew to Germany dressed like a janitor from the United States. So his girlfriend oh, okay. is from the U.S. too. She's uh, living and working in Germany. 
he dressed up as a janitor. He put on like the coveralls and a yellow vest and he flew to Germany. Um, Cause you can fly to Germany. You just have to go through like the, uh, the testing site or whatever. You know what I mean? Like get cleared. Yeah. Yeah. Get the old thermometer to the forehead real quick. Yeah. And then even so you have to sit in quarantine for two weeks before you interact with anybody. So it's like, oh, fuck. So this dude landed, um, dressed up like a janitor. And then, she started walking around the airport pretending to empty trash cans. <laughs> and then, <laughs> which is just the funniest visual, just like, uh, just like doing that, like cartoon, like whistling, like, you know, keeping your hat on a swivel, just, and I don't know, it just said pretending to empty trash, which I don't know. What do you do? Like, you just keep Well, you either empty trash, trash or you don't. <laughs> exactly. It's a pretty black and white activity. Like, even <laughs> if this was, even if this was my move, I go, I go fly to fucking, I go to the Netherlands right now as a janitor. I'm going to actually take out the trash. It seems almost like it would be more work to pretend to empty the trash. <laughs> exactly. Um so he just had like one of those reflective vests and some coveralls on, and he thought he'd just like just slowly work the perimeter until he worked his way towards the exit of the airport. Like no one's just gonna see like this fucking. It's not exactly like Danny Ocean, where he's just sneaking out the front door with like eighteen bags of trash. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that's not protocol. So I guess some lady worked at the airport, and she was like, "I observed that um, he wasn't really." taking out the trash and he was uh he didn't have an id badge which i thought was weird oh and also he didn't speak any german (laughs) (laughs) how was his um did he research and like get the janitor outfit for that particular airport in germany or did he just get must have well it's also like People have done that study. I say study. It's usually just like frat guys on barstool where they're like, they'll let you in anywhere if you're carrying a ladder. Like if you're, you can be dressed however you want. If you're carrying a ladder, they'll just let you in anywhere. Like they sneak into concerts and uh, like be- behind museums, shit like that. Yeah. And that was something I discovered. Like the you, if you just walk with confidence, like one thing I discovered at like probably in my, when I was like 21 is I just started going backstage at concerts and mm-hmm. I just looked like I had a purpose and probably three quarters of the time I would get stopped. But every once in a while, it would just be like, no problem. And then you yeah, just it's a numbers right game. Me and Cody because... Morley just hung out inside the science building of uh, the La Brea Tar Pits, like the administrative building where you're not supposed to be inside, where they like actually like prepare the exhibits and everything. But we just we just look like me and Cody Morley and we we're dressed well. We just started walking around and everybody's like, hey, give us head nods. Yeah, uh, like I, I snuck when the first Coachella, I literally just hopped a fence and walked in and it was no problem, you know, but there's no way I could do that now. Yeah, you you also looks I mean, with like I could I'm more universal. Jeremy and I could probably sneak into a lot of places. Um, there was also like acid confidence, but also like you could definitely like if you just carry like a Pelican case, they'll let you backstage at anything. Yeah, I'm just, in the band or I'm with the band. Uh, you, I was going to say the U.S. Open for surfing, but I don't know what kind of backstage there is for that. They'll let you into the beer garden. I don't know. Yeah, not much. But uh, all right, so let's get back to our bro. He got. Oh he yeah, gets so, caught obviously. Yeah, and and uh, that's about it. They just they just put him on the next flight back to. Um, they didn't say where he was from, 
But they said they sent him to the wrong state. They just put him on the first flight back to the U.S., which was to New Jersey. Because, <laughs> like, it's the closest international airport. So they're like, whatever, let your country deal with you. You're not fucking coming in here. I like that move, too, where it's like, yeah, but I live in, I live in Tacoma, Washington. They're like, dude, you're going to Jersey. Fuck it. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. You deal with it. Um, I don't know if they charged him for the ticket or not. But there's also, like, this weird case. This guy's trapped in China right now. Like, he's living uh, that Tom Hanks movie the terminal where he's uh he's got like um he's got a record like a felony record but he's in china right now but they won't uh germany won't accept him back because he's low priority because the way their society works (laughs) so he's just stuck in an airport in china for like six months now i always wonder that um i've seen it a couple times i used to i used to take the train a lot like when i'd come back when i didn't live in LA and I'd come home I always preferred to take the train it was nice it was relaxing and there but there's a lot of scumbags on the train too and I always every once in a while like because they'd be really long train rides and they wouldn't they would stop be like a 14 hour train ride and they would stop for smoke breaks maybe three or four times so people would like get caught fucking smoking crack (laughs) in the bathroom or smoking cigarettes in the bathroom and they would just kick them off in the middle of fucking nowhere. And I always wondered what happened to those people because they're people who obviously don't have much money already and they're just getting dropped off. Cause some of those train station stops, it's like they're stopping because it's an industrial area. Like you're not near any town. You're not fucking, you're far yeah. away from civilization. That would suck. Um, I remember they were like, you got to go home. Yeah. When I lived in Oregon, I would take the train up and down and it was, uh, you had to go through the Stockton shuffle. They called it. So the if you're coming from the uh, Southern California, it's the the line ends in Stockton, and then you have to walk like a mile across the entire like train station or like train yard to the lines that continue going north. But if that train arrives late, the pilot like or the engineer or whatever he just get on. And he's like, all right, it's about a just under a mile walk. Um, you have nine minutes. <laughs> just, like that's what I fucking ran in high school. You got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah, I hated that. I when I would take the train north, like Northern California, the train can't handle the grapevine, so you just have to get off, and then you take a shitty Greyhound for like five <laughs> hours, and then get back on a train. It's like this is not what I signed up for, bro. Oh, and it's so funny because you—I mean—you go through like Southern California is pretty cool. A train ride—it's not as cool as like Northern California when it starts like winding through the redwoods and everything. Up yeah, it's—it's it's incredible. But they like it's like regardless of where you're going, you have to stop in Stockton. It's just a, like a, like it looks like a destabilized country. Stockton is god awful. It's like did, did the CIA just fucking impose a dictator here? What the fuck happened to this place? Well, and they tried doing things like to make it classier. Like just the government must have just been embezzling money and like creating these huge projects so they could funnel money into their own bank yeah. accounts. But they, they put in a marina in stock. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they call it the waterfront, I think. And there's, it's there's like it's not connected to any ocean. There aren't really even like any lakes or rivers around <laughs> there. It's like <laughs> putting your boat there. I don't know where the fuck you go. It's well, also it, it was does, like, and it, doesn't its height, have any it was an industrial city. So even if there was a river, it was probably like, heavily contaminated with like pre-regulation rivers it's just like the fucking three-eyed fish from the simpsons just hanging out No, exactly that's what stockton is those three-eyed fish like they they don't even have facilities like 
yes, you can dock a <laughs> boat there, but like there's no gas station, there's no boat service, there's no dry dock. It's just some fucking weird government official must must have been pocketing money and built a fucking marina. Oh man, that's so funny. Um, so that's about it. They just <laughs> they send his ass back to the U.S. and they're like, "You figure it out. That's your man's." <laughs> Which is hilarious because they send him back to the wrong place. Even in the United States, depending on where you're coming from, they make you self quarantine. So if you're like in front, and you're a New Yorker going to like visit family in South Carolina, if they catch you, they they self quarantine you. Yeah, so he's just stuck in uh, Jersey. Foot he has to bill. hang out in New Jersey for two weeks. And then when he arrives back home from wherever he's going, he has to quarantine for two weeks. And then he can go back home just because he wanted to get some what, fucking poop tank. One of the shittiest things I ever heard was I, I met this dude and he uh, he lived in Hawaii. And he came to, he came to Hawaii. Southern California for vacation. And, and he was driving down PCH and he was drunk. And I guess he was like, ah, shit, I'm fucked up. And he just pulled over on the side of the road, got in his back seat, went to bed, woke up to a cop knocking on his door. The cop gave him a DUI, even though he wasn't driving, because he knew that, I don't, I don't know, maybe if the guy fessed up or whatever it was, but he knew that he had at least driven to the side of the road, you know? Yeah, how'd, how'd the car get here, bud? Yeah, even if he made the right choice to pull over. So he gets a DUI, has to be in uh, drunk dr- DUI classes for six months. And he couldn't, they wouldn't let him do it in Hawaii. So his week vacation lasted six months in a week. Jesus fucking. Imagine God. how much money that would cost you to rent a house, well, stay yeah, in a fucking doesn't motel. Doesn't a DOI cost you like five grand anyway? I think more now. But yeah, I think, I think they say it's like about 10 grand. Maybe that's if you fight it, you know, and get a lawyer and try to get, I don't know. But yeah, you want to keep it off your record at least. Yeah, anyway, don't drink and drive people. I got a, I got a hats off. I like this one. Hats off right, to hats you, off. sir. Well, there's a pretty famous singer. I believe he hails from Canada. The only song that I know he, of his, I'm sure I know more, but on the top of my head is a summer of '69. I got my bum bum six string and at the five and uh, that guy Brian Adams. Brian Adams. Yeah. Brian Adams and Brian Adams. I've I feel like for years and years, I always see articles about him, and basically they're just about him being a whiny bitch. Like he's just <laughs> a very angry, moody, uh, moody rock star. Like I read a story about him one time where um, he was performing at a concert. His concert had just started, and someone in the crowd yelled out a song for him to play, but they yelled out a Ryan Adams song, not a Brian Adams song. And so he stormed off the stage and didn't finish the concert. Like, he's just, like, so upset that someone... I mean, there's one letter difference. Of course people are going to mistake you. And you guys do the same kind of music. Yeah, and he's just kind of just a general... Seems like a very angry, unhappy person. Well, he just got... He just fell into some hot water because he went on a profanity and racist-fueled Instagram (laughs) video. He he did apologize. He said, I apologize to anyone who took offense. Um... He's a vegan and animal rights activist. He said, no excuse. I just wanted to have a rant about the horrible animal cruelty in these wet markets. Um, and the, these wet markets are the positive source of the virus. And I'm just trying to promote veganism. But he said, but eating wet market animal selling, virus creating greedy bastards. 
No, he's got and a point. Chris critics pointed out that it was racist because of his comments on they're directed at Chinese people, obviously, and his anti-Asian sentiment. And because I guess a lot of hate crimes have surged against Asian people recently. And yeah, okay. but they're saying um bat eating virus making people were called out, and that's that's stereotypical <laughs> and inaccurate. And I don't like Brian Adams by any means. He seems like a whiny bitch, like I said, but how is bat eating a Chinese stereotype? I never heard that in my life. Like dog eating, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's one of those things where um, by thinking it's racist, you've outed yourself as a racist. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where like uh, Vice did a thing a few years ago uh, where they like they went to, uh, I think, like Berkeley. And they're like, do you think voter ID laws are racist? And they're like, yeah, of course. Like, like. Black and Mexicans, like, if they lose their ID, they don't know where, like, the DMV is. It's like, you're trying to help, but you're being more racist than the yeah. actual thing. They're too dumb to find the DMV. Or you're, like, just... you're like, oh, these these bat eaters. You're like, he's talking about Chinese people. It's like, hey, you're just, you're assuming I'm talking about Chinese people because I said yeah, bat yeah, eaters. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about people in Mexico City or in uh, Sedona. <laughs> there are a lot of bats in Sedona. But, yeah, or so, sometimes you just get backed into a corner. Like, I did, I was doing a show at a at a fried chicken restaurant, and... I mentioned how I had um, my fingers had were kind of greasy because I was eating fried chicken and the whole the crowd who was all black started booing me because, you know, like the fried chicken racist thing. And it's like it's not like I'm in a fucking Olive Garden or a vegan restaurant talking about this. This place is <laughs> called Jojo's Fried Chicken. Like, <laughs> of course. But um, is Jojo just, the singer? <laughs> yeah, Jojo the singer. It's just that. um we do know that the virus, in fact, came from China. It did, in fact, come from a bat. Oh, well, well, allegedly. And so I don't I came mean, from a goddamn I, laboratory. Brian Adams is just pissed off because he had to cancel his concerts and stuff. But uh, bat eating is not a stereotype. And I like when the animal rights activists do go on rants or do weird shit. But it's really just them being like fucked up on drugs or alcohol. Like I remember a while ago. <laughs> Edward Furlong got arrested. He's an animal rights activist, and he was drunk as shit in a restaurant, and he knocked over the lobster tank <laughs> so he could, like, quote, free the lobsters. But it's like, maybe I see where your drunken head is, but you're uh, incredibly misguided because if you – let's say you're in fucking Glendale. You knock over a lobster tank. The lobsters aren't going to then crawl to Santa Monica and pop in the ocean. <laughs> You know, it, the, the lobsters are going to die without having been eaten. You know yeah, what I mean? At least at least you're like like in a Native American sense. You're like, oh, this you can at least like, you know, say your own form of grace where you're like, thank you for, you know, giving up your life so I can have nourishment or whatever. And then he just knocks over the lobster tank and some guy has to just throw the lobsters in the trash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They touch the like, ground or yeah. Right, now gotta, they died for no reason. And we're going to buy more lobsters to replace these ones. Good job, buddy. More lobsters are going <laughs> to die, in fact. Like, if anything, Edward Furlong would have needed to gotten some styrofoam containers and ship them back to Massachusetts. We don't even have those. We have, like, spiny lobster around here. Like, you'd have to go to a whole other coast and go to the Atlantic. So, yeah, Edward yeah, Furlong I, was a little misguided I remember going to uh, sure. Ventura. We, me and my buddy did some spearfishing, and then we started lobstering. He's like, hey, I got these gloves. You basically just go down and start reaching in cracks, see if you can grab some lobster. I was like, yeah, we'll try that. And we got, like, we kept, like, looking, and then we'd bring them up. Then you like you fill the bag and then you check the bag and you're like, all of these are garbage. Like none of these. <laughs> I don't know. And we and also we we differ. We were talking about that on Joshua Tree. 
our difference in a uh, shellfish, but uh, these were uh, <laughs> like these murky ass Ventura industrial ocean area lobsters were not going to be a nice meal. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I, uh, I gave uh, there's this like kind of like real fucking trashy ghetto dude. I was fishing in a in Long Beach, downtown Long Beach, and I caught a halibut, and it was all deformed, and it was like, <laughs> it's like I'm just catching and releasing, dude. I'm not eating these halibut. Like, like I'm no exaggeration, 500 yards from an oil island. Like, <laughs> I I'd caught eat that fish from Stockton. Next to where they're uh, drilling for oil. Um, but, uh, you know, I will. I will say this for Brian Adams. He has a great um, MTV Unplugged. Okay, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, because I, I just I, I'll listen to those. Uh, just MTV Unplugs are great because because if they have an unplug, they at least have like a couple hits, you know. And then you can just listen through the whole album. It's something like like I'll put on like if I'm reading or like playing video games. You know, like passive music. Um, and I remember liking his a lot. The acoustic version of that Summer of 69 is good, which is, I think, about all he's got is that song. So I, I just looked at I looked up his hits just now. He has that song. Everything I do, I do it for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of Ryan Adams. Canadian musicians in general. You know what frustrates me? Canadians have like a real big like USA complex, you know, where they... They feel like the little brother. They feel inferior. Mm-hmm. And they have a rule in Canada that every third song on the radio must be by a Canadian artist, no matter Aww. what, no matter what station. Yeah. So it's like, all right, cool. You got what? Some 41, Avril Lavigne, Brian Adams. But it's just crazy that even if there's not like a big Canadian hit right now. Uh, you got to play it. I was talking to um, one of my last outings in the comedy world. I was at Sycamore Tavern and I was talking to the comics about, uh, and this guy was Canadian and he's like, he's like, no, there's like, um, well, we started talking about like just f- how many funny people come from Canada, obviously, you know, like Mike Myers, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Uh, Will Will Forte, Seth Rogen. There's a lot. Yeah. They, they dominate in comedy. That's for sure. Not dominate, but they, they have a sizable presence. Um, Dana Harvey. Um, Norm, our boy Norm. Um, what is it? Um, a bunch of like the original SNL guys were from like the Second City, Toronto. But yeah, even uh, Lorne, My- Lorne Michaels is Canadian. Yeah, Lorne Michaels is Canadian. Uh, and then he was like, you know, there's actually this guy from Canada is like, you know, there's actually a bunch of like uh, people that are way funnier that you guys don't even know of. And I was, I was like, hey, do we? Do Bullshit. we? Yeah, like the funny ones come here, bud. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, who's say, better like, than Jim Carrey? Nobody. Well, people are like, Justin Bieber's Canadian. And I'm like, is he, though? You know? It's just like, oh, cool. He plays hockey. But he's 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 now lived in America longer than he hasn't. Yeah, like, he left he left Canada at, like, the age of nine. For a better life. If you... <laughs> that's how great America is, is even if people leave Canada for a better life. <laughs> Canada's, which is like the third best country in the world. That well, that was kind of like the idea of like there's so many funnier ones that we don't know about. I mean, maybe it's like you know, like the thing of comedy where it's like you don't know the best comics because they're such degenerate delinquents who don't, can't get their career going that like only local, you know, like yeah, only people who know the comedy store are gonna know that guy. But that was like when we were talking about maple syrup with 
our friend Liam, who's from New Hampshire, when he was saying <laughs> yeah. that they have maple syrup that we don't even know about that we haven't tried. They keep all they keep all the best syrup for themselves. I call bullshit on that. They want to make money. This is America. I thought that too. I read this article. Um, this is like years ago, where they were talking about um, like how the public doesn't have access to the best weed, like the best weed in the world. It's like before it's even like crop. What's that noise? Oh shit! I'm Are shaking. You stirring? I'm shaking <laughs> okay. a a cup with ice. Oh, I was like, all right. oh. <laughs> I was like, all right, mix your drink, but this is getting out of hand. My bad. Uh, that's all good. Um, what was I saying? Oh, the weed. Where it's just like, oh, before it's even like harvested, like Snoop Dogg and like some Saudi prince have already gotten all the best stuff. But then you're oh, like, I like that idea. That's cool. Snoop Dogg into some Saudi prince roll up. Yeah, but I'm not uh, under the impression there's like some uh, elite grower out there. You know what I mean? Like, well, also, there's a threshold. A it shit? only gets so good. Yeah, it's I like tried... I'm, I'm high. I'm good. They sell like uh, what those like those cavi cones where they're like, OK, it's one joint and it's twenty five dollars. So what we do <laughs> is we get the highest weed possible. Then we soak it in weed juice for three days and then we roll it in weed powder and it's like yeah i don't i'm good i don't need to fucking go into a coma after one hit yeah exactly um, it's like i weed. don't that's why i like pre-rolls are great you you get the shake because you so you can smoke a whole joint but if you get like an actual like a seven dollar joint it's like oh i have to put this out seven times and it's awful by the end you because you keep you take two hits and then you put it out because i don't want to be like, it's, I'm almost too high to play PlayStation. <laughs> like, what's the fucking point of this? Yeah, or you need a get-together where you have eight friends. Like, I actually just started, um, I hadn't really smoked or done edibles in a long time, and I've been, my feet had been hurting. So, I popped back into the edible world, and I have, a, like, a weed, I have an edible machine that makes edibles and tea and shit and butter, hmm. and... You know when you haven't done edibles in a long time? Like, they're very good for pain, but you got to get through that threshold. You got to do it, like, four times mm -hmm. of being yeah. absolutely retarded, where, like, I I put a – I basically, I, I cooked a gram and drank a gram, and I was – I didn't think <laughs> it would be that strong because I had had this weed for, like, two years, mm -hmm. and it was – God, it was like being a kid again, where I was sitting on the couch, and I was, like, about to pee my pants, but could not bring myself to go to the bathroom, you yeah. know? Yet That's the kept best. Going, yep, kept going into the kitchen to get soda and was just like, I drank like six cans of soda while on the verge of peeing my pants. <laughs> and I watched a horror movie and got like so legitimately scared. I kept having to stop it. It was, it was a great, <laughs> great time. Yeah, I remember but, um, um, the last time I got that high, me and my friend, uh, the guy at the dispensary, we were like 19. The guy at the dispensary is like, all right. Um, take an eighth of this brownie tops and then we both just split it so we each had half and I remember I just was he was just he just zonked out and I was just on his pullout sofa <laughs> just listening to a grandmother clock for like nine hours <laughs> yeah. just 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 I was it's like, great I was fucking losing my mind yeah when edibles kind of first be when they became legal in California it was so hard to compute because it was like when I was in high school, I would bake a cookie, and then they're giving me an edible that's only one inch big, and it's like, no, this doesn't make sense. I have to eat the whole thing. But yeah, there was I'm no a, like safety measures. Like it just said like like one place is ten x would be another place is fifty x. Yeah, or I would buy the same exact bar, and one time 
I'd eat the whole bar and feel nothing. And another time I would eat a corner of it and be, you know, be in outer space. But I'm fucking dig- I'm digging all the like how scientific it is now and all the rules because my uh, my friend works for MedMen. So I, I told him to get me like the most, most low key thing. And basically all it is, it looks like an Altoids tin. And it's filled with, um, it's a thousand milligrams total. Each tablet is twenty milligrams. You don't need oh, it's not even candy. Breeze, breeze, dude, they're the best. Yeah, it's just yeah, those are great. You swallow them, so it's not even like a mint or gum. You just take it like a pill. And the fact that each one's twenty milligrams, so it's like okay, if I take forty, that's going to be okay pain re- relief. If I take eighty, I'm going to have a good ass time. But I, dude, I fucking love it. They also say it's full spectrum cannabis which i guess is better but uh i've been hitting those breezes up big time and it's just it's great being able to really monitor it like to actually dose it like medicine Uh, yeah big fan yeah that's interesting um all right what you got buddy oh we're done all right fuck brian adams but it's still a hats off because i like whiny bitch rock stars And the Summer 69, the acoustic version really does pick up. He does, like, super acoustic just by himself for, like, the lead-in. And then slowly, and then he goes, and it was the summer of 69. And then the drums hit, and you can hear a tambourine. And it's nice. That's classic Americana song. So it's unfortunate that he off of one song, he thinks he's, he's fucking, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I couldn't think of any rock stars. Uh, S- Steve Miller. <laughs> sure um yeah steve miller's in the same realm where it's like he's not bad he's not great it's kind of like semi-boring 70s generic rock and then but everyone knows joker smoker midnight toker hell yeah dude um so this, here's a quick gloves off um <laughs> So, so Germany um, did their latest edition of a uh, a map of the world, and thus, and they also like sized in. So, like, it's it. These things are political. When a country makes its own map, they do it every few years, and um, or they'll do it in special cases when like somebody else is like recognized. You know what I mean? Where they're like, oh, we don't recognize Palestine or Kosovo. Like, it's a political statement if you leave them off their map. So apparently, Germany's new map left off Israel. <laughs> Ooh, big time. Hey, can't do that, Germany. Dude. Wow. Dude, the one That's not even the up for one debate. thing you can't do, Germany. And oh they were like, God. and I get it. It's like uh, the way I like related it in my head was like uh when my cable went out or uh, my Wi-Fi. Um it went out for all of Los Angeles for like 4 hours. So and I go to the Twitter account to see if it was like just me or it was an actual issue. And everybody's like freaking out. Like there's three Spectrum accounts. It's like Spectrum helps get Spectrum and like Spectrum now or whatever. And they and people are just ripping on every account. Like, go fuck yourself. I was supposed to get work done. Like school deadlines are midnight. How could you do this? Like this is the quarantine. People are up at midnight. This is not when you do updates. And just like, I don't care if this is an accident. What are you doing? Like it's not just one guy who probably runs all three social media accounts. You know what I mean? And, and you have to like, just, just take a step back and realize it's a human. And like the most he's going to do is make the person in charge aware, whoever his supervisor is. He's like, Hey, a lot of people are complaining. You know what I mean? 
he replies the same thing to everybody. Like, thanks for letting us know. Give us your whatever your username and your address, and we'll see what we can do. But it's like it's down for all of Los Angeles. Just play the waiting game. Like, stop. <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna do? Um, so I, I, you know, deep down, this is just like some guy whoever made the map. Like, I don't know, must have slipped up. I doubt this is like when they leave Kosovo off a map, where they're going like. They're taking a stance against fuck it, you know, for Serbia. They're they're going, they're just, I don't know. This is just one fucking guy who made a mistake, and now the whole country of Germany has to apologize. <laughs> it's like, yes, we know your country was only invented in right after World War II because we tried to kill all of you guys. We, Sorry, you literally guys. only have a country because of what we did, and then we accidentally left that country off the map. Like, bro, you're gonna need more than a big sorry. <laughs> Oh, it's so silly. Yeah, and they just have to, even though, yeah, it wasn't like a the country's intention. They just, yeah, they're like, shit, because of our history, we really have to bite the bullet and uh, whoopsie-daisy. Dude, dude, if you're, say, like Germany, like Turkey does this, but in the opposite way, where they try to wipe out all the Armenians, and then they'll just deny it. So they have, like, internet, uh, you know, people on the internet and, like, actual, like, you know, departments within the government that just make sure you don't mention that. Like China and Taiwan, where they're just like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. That's just a province of ours. And it's like, that's an independent country, man. Like, no, <laughs> Tibet's ours too, by the way. Where they just want these countries. So they actually have like ministers of departments that are fighting that. But then Germany should have the opposite, where they're like, hey, make sure, like, uh, you know, on the top of the list, uh, Israel's not left off of a map, you fucking psychos. Yeah, it should just be there, like, when they do the template, just Israel's already there, and yeah, have that, can't be altered in any way. It's the center of the world. It's the Fertile Crescent. It's the Cradle of Civilization. It's a good center mass if you're going to start with the Eurasian landmass. It's also it's connected to Africa. Like, just start with Israel and work your way out from there, Germany. Yeah, yeah, spread out. It's a, it's a perfect gateway. Um, you know, pretty strong economy. You know, not part of the third world. They, you know, they've, they're on the up and up, that Israel, you know. Isn't Speaking that crazy? Of me, they're, like, the they're size the... of Rhode Island. <laughs> they're just, they're just, they have an actual GDP. Yeah, they're, they're on the forefront of marijuana research, too. When we first started legalizing, they had more information about weed than anyone else in the world. But is that like how Iran is the authority on sex changes? Because you're not allowed to be gay? They just turn you into a lady? No, it's not. They, no, like at a whatever Israel college, they just, uh, for, I forget the reasoning behind it, but they had a good reason. But they like, yeah, they more research has been done on weed in Israel than anywhere else. They're also responsible for a bunch of tech um, and soda stream, apparently. No, okay. some carbonated water? Carbonated All water, right, think the heat. I had a roommate who had that. I never used it, but uh, I've been done. planning on getting one. I've literally it's, it's like ninety dollars, and I've been trying to justify getting one for like seven months. And I was like, oh, uh, maybe like I'll tell my girlfriend that's what I want for my birthday or Christmas or whatever. And I just we just keep putting it off. And we're like, we'll wait till we have a surplus of money. And then since this quarantine started, I've probably spent a thousand dollars, just just awful shit. Um. When you could have been saving money with your soda stream? Well, yeah, instead of getting like, you know, four of these books or like two of these PlayStation games, I could have just bought the fucking soda stream. 
<laughs> but, uh, I can't imagine it being as good as like real Coca-Cola, though. No, I, I don't want it for that. I want it to infuse like I want like sparkling water. I want to stop buying LaCroix twice a week. Gotcha. All right. We're All right. That. So just to car you just I have the Brita filter. You fill the fucking thing and then you throw some like limes and cucumber in there. You know what I mean? Or some strawberry and kiwis and then bubble it up, dude. Sounds great. Give me a call when you pull the trigger on that, baby. We'll have a soda stream fiesta. Well, my stepmom actually reached out and she got a new one. I planted the seed like uh, a month ago. I'm probably longer than that. But uh, I was like, hey, do you have a soda stream? Do you like it? I'm really thinking about getting one. <laughs> and then, you know, she would just wait for her to twiddle her thumbs. She's she starts she starts, you know, getting idle hands. And then she, she'll she'll obviously go get one and then I can get the hammy down. Which ah. you just you gotta buy the, the CO two, but you know, there's no a price problem. For all luxury. No problem. Um, so that's about it. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, Germany. <laughs> I mean, you got one job, dude. <laughs> I got a. I got a hats off. All right. Hats off it. to you, sir. I touched on it briefly earlier, but this is a hats off to a movie. And uh, I don't have proof of this, but I'm quite certain I'm right. I think as far as an author who's had books adapted into movies, I believe Stephen King has had more adapted into film or TV than any author on the planet. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I can look that up. Keep going. It has to be because, I mean, especially now, like – he has like shows on Amazon and HBO, Netflix, movies all over. And the thing is about Stephen King is I feel like his I've read a good amount of his books, too. It's, he has a hard time ending things well. Like the story's always really cool. And then the ending just kind of gets silly and goofy. And I think he's aware of it enough because I watched it chapter two. And one of the main characters is an author in it. And people keep commenting on how his endings suck. I was ending suck. And then Stephen King actually had a cameo in it too. And his character was like, yeah, I like your books, but your endings suck. And uh, uh, <laughs> so my point is a lot of his stuff gets too silly. Like it's supernatural. And on paper, it's kind of a silly concept. Like, Ooh, a spooky cat gets brought back to life, you know, or he has uh-huh. a book about a car being possessed. But I think, and like, it where it's like it's some creepy clown spider that the kids have to it's just they all end up ridiculous you get he overcomplicates things and i'm thinking about like his books i've read that end well like stand by me super simple nothing supernatural Uh great from start to finish shawshank redemption i read that great from start to finish uh dreamcatcher is good never seen dreamcatcher um the book is better but it ends how it has to end you know um, yeah, like the it you got to beat it. The, you got to beat the evil, and it's like that's uh, just the way it had to end based on the story. It ended very poorly, and the story was complicated. And he has a he has had so much stuff adapted, and I've watched a lot of them, and they're fucking bad. He has a lot of shit. But I came across this movie, and this was the night when I got myself way too high. And the movie I don't know if you've seen it or read the book, but it's 1922. Oh, the it, um, about the farmer. Yeah, and it is you could not have a simpler story. It is 
All it is, it's a guy, his son, and his wife. He loves his land a lot. He loves his son a lot. He hates his wife. His wife wants out. <laughs> so he's got to do some shit. And granted, I was unbelievably high, but that movie scared the shit out of me. And there was nothing supernatural about it. It was like literally what would probably happen if you uh, did some horrible shit. And he just hated his wife. He wanted to be a farmer. He wouldn't have it. But, dude, what made what made it even cooler is I really, really liked it. And then I was telling my lady about it. And she's not that big into horror. She gets really freaked out. And I had suggested watching it. And then we never did. We kind of forgot about it. And then we got in a real big fight one night, like a week ago. And we we're both, like, super pissed at each other. It was one of those ones where it went on for a long time. And then once we kind of, like, settled down, I was like, yeah, let's watch a movie. And I was like, I wanted to watch 1922 again because I wanted to watch it not stoned to see if it was all that scary. But the whole, this isn't really even a spoiler because it's in the plot synopsis and it happens right away. But he murders his wife. He hates his wife and he murders her. And I was watching it with my lady. Didn't say a word through the whole movie. And we're just kind of laying behind her, like spooning her, but not actually had my arm around her. And uh-huh. she was so fucking freaked out. And she didn't say anything <laughs> for like a few days because we had like made up by them, but it was still like a little tense. And then once like we were like, we weren't really mad at each other anymore. She was like, why did you choose that movie? Like, I thought you wanted to kill <laughs> me. And this was just like a little sign or like, hey, bitch, here's but like a, a warning shot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that made it so much cooler because <laughs> I wanted I wanted her to like the movie and I wanted it to scare, but I didn't even think about the other level, the other element. But I didn't like... want it to scare her. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that she was actually thinking, does he want to kill me? Does my man want me dead? Dude, that's so funny. I, I'm going to try that from now on, just like sending messages with media. Yeah, it was a great move because, I mean, we hadn't, this was like a pretty big fight. We hadn't fought like that in a long, long time. And we're all good. It's all resolved now and everything. But it was because we went from like, this is how I engage a fight because normally it's fight and then have have sex afterwards. And we were, uh, yeah, pretty rock and roll. But uh, like by the end of the fight, I was just normally I'm in the mood and I'm like, yeah, this will be good. But I was in no mood. So I didn't even try to put any moves on her. And so uh, we just went from fighting to super gnarly wife murdering horror movie. And Oh man, what a treat! <laughs> I really, I think that's I, I not think exactly I... like the. Uh, yeah, it, it's funny that that didn't lead to great sex, like uh, that history of violence <laughs> sex. You ever seen that movie? Yeah, on the stairs. Yeah, dude, that's that's a fucking bone down. It would have, but we don't Where's have stairs. Like, uh, not even outside. <laughs> we got two. just on the steps yeah that's the kind of like bone down rough sex where it's like uh that's the kind where like you got to make sure you're both in the mood because i've had that you know like if your girl's not in the mood for doggy then she might like she'll be like what the fuck was that were you mad at me or something i've had that you know where it's like (laughs) yeah the way you had sex with me made me think that you hated me and you're super angry at me and it's like oh shit no you were just in the mood for uh cowgirl you on top you know yeah you both got to be in the doggy mindset or it doesn't you know it doesn't work out i've also had it the other way where you don't fuck them rough and they're like is there something wrong (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where you're like, oh, I just misread the situation. I thought it was sensitive. I thought it was love making, yeah. not fuck. I thought we were making love. I mean, you can lick my feet if you want. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think so, in general, maybe you got to let the girl initiate the doggy because, uh, or you might just let hurt them. Her. Just so, I mean, to a certain extent, you got to take control, but at a, uh, especially in the past five years, you got to let them set the pace. Yeah, or just read the room, you know, because I had it. I had a room where, like, I was hurting her because I didn't realize, like, uh, I remember like hooking up with a chick and being like really, really rough. I was fucking drunk, and she's like, "I had a urinary tract infection, and it really was painful for me." And you're like, "Oh shit, you should speak up before I come." Yeah. Um, all right, so, so I looked it up. Film yeah. adaptation. Uh, John Grisham has nine. Uh, Ian McEwen, I don't know. Um, uh, he has 10. Jean Lecaire, famous spy novelist, has 10. Nicholas Sparks has 11. You know, the notebook, uh, Walk to Remember, yada, yada. Oh, yeah, Stephen, the rom-com guys. <laughs> Stephen King has 34. He has, I feel he like... has m- more than triple second place. Hats off to you, sir. <laughs> that seems... And that seems low. That seems super low. That's I guess film that adaptations. Be... That doesn't even count TV. Yeah, because he has, I mean, he literally has. Uh, like miniseries has, and things like that. He has more than that. Yeah, because he has um, The Outsider on HBO right now. He has Into the Tall Grass on Netflix right now. And then he has, he has like The Last Castle on Amazon. He has a TV adaptation on every single streaming service. He's a fucking maniac. Yeah. Well, the only people that are close to him are like. Uh, outside of like if you go by different measurements or like charles dickens and like uh alexander dumont maybe the maybe the james bond guy just because i don't even know if each one's based on a book but yeah so i think like the first no but that's the thing is like like uh alexander dumont he just wrote the three musketeers and then like i think like um what was it like uh the count of monte cristo something like that but it's like he got like 30 movies just out of those two titles. You know what I mean? It's not each one getting its own adaptation. And sometimes Stephen King's case, multiples of the same. But also Stephen King has this thing where um, if you want to um, adapt any of his work, his uh, books or short stories, if it hasn't been done yet, if no one's purchased the rights previously or like uh, acted upon the rights, then he'll give it to you for a dollar. So, like, tons of people, like, uh, new student films and, uh, you know, people that are new to the industry will adapt his stuff because he'll option it for cheap. And as far as, like, oh. source material goes, it's solid. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, I've, I really, I really, really enjoy his books, but I, and, but I've just noticed that a lot of his adaptations, they, they're so good three quarters of the way. And, like, it especially, it, the way it ended was so fucking lame. And the first, well, the first. The first part is so fucking good. They call it, they say, like, in writing, there's architects and gardeners. So architects are the guys that plot absolutely everything out, you know, so that every single beat makes sense and every single, you know, twist and make sure the themes line up and every character stays, like, straight or at least, like, same though, like a, a linear line of development, all this and that. And then they'll do, like, five drafts of that. And then gardeners will just start and see where the story takes them. And I feel like he's the best at that. He's just like, oh, this is 
this let's just start here's an interesting premise and let's just go and then this happens and then this happens and then this happens just like kind of like nursing the plant as it grows the story and then it just rarely comes together and makes a beautiful flower it's just like it's the it's the flower from dennis the menace (laughs) (laughs) it blooms and then it dies quickly blooms every 40 years because that's how um it's most recently that uh, that show the outsider i've never seen a show go from it was like every minute it was on it got worse where it started out so fucking cool and it just slowly went downhill the entire time so each episode uh, got worse and worse and worse yeah ben mendelson his character just had to like he was in denial until the last episode where i'm just like like, dude, at a, like at a certain point, like, and at and that point, it is just like lazy writing or lazy, like world building. Because it's like, oh, like, because if he starts to believe in fucking episode three or like, you know, in the first act of this total story, then you lose that archetype. You lose that character from the all of the interactions that are happening. So you need this guy to do something that's illogical of being too logical, where like the, the alien visits him like nine times. Yeah, or the monster like, or whatever. Yeah, they're playing like one on one. They're playing fucking half court basketball together, and he's still like, <laughs> I don't really know. I'm an old school cop, you know. I, I but <laughs> I also, I also oh, think shit. Stephen King might be in the John Hughes realm, um, as far as the like sneaky racism, where he's had like 845 books and every it's <laughs> all white people every time even in that show the outsider the coolest character was that black lady who was like the kind of psychic detective but um i watched an interview and uh that character is in a bunch of his books and it's a white lady in his books he's like oh yeah she's i she was white when i wrote her i think it, he's like it's fine that they made her black but i think he's he's like in that john hughes world where he's like all my characters are going to be white no matter what sorry everybody no, I think that's kind of it's it's more like um, I don't know. He might be. I'm I'm just looking into it. But I think there's like fuck. I think it's like Eddie Griffin or Cat Williams. One of them uh, has a joke. Like people think Stephen King is racist, but really, the people in his like the only reason his books happen is because people are doing white people shit. <laughs> He's like, you y'all cause a demon. <laughs> like get away from that. Like take that back to the dealership. <laughs> Yeah, like you know, yeah, a black like, person would never go into the sewer to find a clown. And exactly, murdering clown. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, man. even like uh, our friend Jay Green, when we uh, when we were in Arizona and we we're all going into the woods, and I asked him to come, like he was like, you know, gave me a look like, "Are you out of your fucking mind?" And then when <laughs> I came back, he like quizzed me on like, he's like, "How many bears did you see? How many mountain lions <laughs> did you see?" And it was like, I think I saw a squirrel. But uh, well, to be yeah. fair, it was six white guys taking acid and just walking into a tree line. It's reasonable for a guy that grew up, born and raised in Los Angeles. He, it's reasonable for him to be skeptical. Yeah, it's uh, so uh, yeah, that they're black people are scared of the woods. But uh, yeah, if you haven't watched that movie, though, watch 1922. I can't I just can't stress how simple it is. The simplicity made a key. And it's uh, yeah, no, no supernatural bullshit. And. I don't know who the main character guy is, but he's a fucking badass actor. He was creepy as fuck. Isn't it Tom Jane? Thomas Jane? I wouldn't even know if you said it. I don't. I don't know where this guy came from, but, but give that boy an Oscar, bro. 
I wonder if any Stephen King adaptations have won Oscars or Emmys. Probably not. Yeah, it's Thomas Jane. He's a he's in a bunch of shit. He was the Punisher. I've never seen it, but um, I did. Um, I wonder if Shawshank won any Oscars because that's one of those movies where like no one knows it's Stephen King just because it's not spooky, you know. Well, it was also adapted from like a like an eight page short story into like a three hour feature film. Yeah, no, it's like a hundred and thirty pages, something like that. Oh, I'm I'm just being hyperbolic. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, it is a novella technically because Stand by Me and Shawshank were both in the same book of short stories, and neither of them are called that. Stand by Me is called The Body, and Shawshank is called like something about Rita Hayworth. I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, it got nominated for everything: best cool. picture, best supporting actor, best adapted screenplay, best cinematography, best editing, best score, best mixing, amongst others. Um, all right, so 1922, it's on the list. Yeah, let's move it along. What do you got? You got any? Uh, got any gloves off? You got hats off? Yeah, I did a gloves off to Germany. Um, uh, I got. Let's do another gloves off. Um, gloves off to people making money off of the coronavirus. Um, and obviously, I'm not talking about like circumstantial people you know like obviously like like netflix is doing really well because everybody's staying inside you know and uh, this came just like at the right time for them where everybody's launching their own streaming services and this and that but people are less willing to like explore still so their their traffic just went through the roof um and then who else is like that um like amazon you know what i mean people are just not going to stores you can't go to the mall, so people are getting things online. Amazon has like the easiest process. It's like one click and it's shipped. Yeah, they're killing so it. They, even they've before got a huge... the quarantine. Oh yeah, even before. But I'm saying like the quarantine only helps their business model. But you can't hold that against them. It's like, oh, that's just the service they provide is not leaving your house. And then a situation came about where you're not allowed to leave your house, they benefit. Right right place, right time. Yeah, exactly. Um what I don't like <laughs> So companies have started uh, like fake muscles. So this this like Halloween store essentially companies are selling fake muscles and fake cleavage for online dating and meetings. So it's like, I mean, look at me, I'm a fucking minutial mess right now. But can you imagine being like, oh, I got a hinge date with this lady online. I'm gonna go put on my fucking Halloween costume. <laughs> like, like you're, you're a kid and you'd like stuff like trash bags into your Batman suit or like grocery bags. No, but I never had a Batman suit, but uh, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, you never put muscles in your biceps with just like an Albertsons bag. But that, that was like what you're saying, that muscle suit. That's what um the character George Michael did in Arrested Development. Like it was like a plot of a <laughs> highly ridiculous comedy. <laughs> No, but everybody and everybody was bashing people. This is the initial article I saw. Everybody was like, like, oh, my God, it turns out men are the ones who are so vain and this and that. And then you go to the website and they're selling fake tits, too. <laughs> so <laughs> you can have it's just and it's just it's weird. It's just the cleavage. So it's just like these weird, big, fake titties. Dude, that's uh, super. What, what about old fashioned stuff in your bra? Just put some Kleenex in there. Yeah. Or like you push them together. I don't know how it works, but I. I 
I've I've definitely been surprised many a time when I'm like, oh, I can't wait for these whoppers to pop out. And then all of a sudden, you're like, where'd they go when she takes her shirt off? <laughs> yeah, in junior high, I was hooked, I was making out with a chick at a at a party. And I, I went for the old feel up and uh, some she's like, stop me like at the last second or she stopped me because I grabbed it and felt something weird. And I like looked at her, but she just had a bunch of Kleenex in there and she, she literally just left the party. Oh, bomb dog millionaire, dude. That's <laughs> JC Chanel. That was her name. Oh, oh, that's anyway. terrible. Um, oh, but yeah, also, I mean, have you seen those yeah. weird keys? Keys. Sorry. Yeah. Do you, sorry. Do you have something else on the muscles? Yeah. I was just, as far as the muscles, like, I mean, that's like, I don't know, that's like the joke of like, I think Chris Rock has a bit where he's like, men are liars, women are liars, women lie about their height, they wear heels, you know, you ain't that tall, your boobs don't look like that, your face don't look like that, you're wearing makeup, but if I'm a guy and I'm going on this online date with my fake muscles, my plan is to get laid, right, and meet this girl eventually? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, but we also, we covered, remember that lesbian? Who posed as like a, a 16 year old boy. Yeah. And then she she just like she drove around and like they said molested over like a hundred women. She would like hang out with their family and shit because they all thought she was a 16 year old boy, but she was a 32 year old lesbian. So she, she was fucking those people and they had no idea. It's just you just get them in the dark, you do this and that. Also, like that's always bewildered me. It's like catfish. Where like you find, you show up to the guy's house and he's four hundred pounds. It's like, what the fuck did you think was gonna happen? Well, yeah, because I mean, if if you're gonna catfish, it's like if I was gonna catfish, I'm pretending to be like a let's say a fourteen year old boy who's morbidly obese in a wheelchair. My goal is to I'm not ever gonna meet them because that happens a lot on catfish where they're like, he was supposed to come meet me, he postponed, he postponed. I saw one where uh, the girl thought. Uh, she was dating Lil Bow Wow. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> it ended up just being another girl. But it's like, I don't know, the muscle thing, you're going to want to meet them. Oh man. He also Maybe they he would doesn't think even like know Lil Bow Wow's just... real name. He refers to himself as Bow Wow. And he's yes. like, <laughs> his real name is like Chris. Yeah, it's Bow Wow. St. Louis is where I'm from. But uh, maybe, maybe the idea is like, okay. I'm wearing this fake muscle suit, right? I'm trying to hook up with you, Mitch. We're we're just virtual dating through Skype. And then maybe my thought is we'll have such a connection that by the time she realizes that I don't have muscle, she won't care anymore. Yeah. Could that be it? Um, yeah, I, I, I can't connect. Maybe you're just going, oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't know. Because it is different than just like regular catfishing because you never intend to meet them. Yeah, that's that's a, definitely a weird one. Um, fake cleavage, just as disappointing. Um, let's see. Oh, the, the the weird key. That's what I was talking about. Have you seen those? It's like a. It looks like an old timey key, but it's got like a hook on the end. So no. it's like, so you hold it in your hand, and it's like uh, copper, I think, because it's like antiseptic, like naturally anodizing material. So you, it's like use it as like a poker. I like ATMs and stuff and it's also got like a hook on it so you can like open doors with it or like carry grocery oh, bags sure sure but that's a gloves off to them because like that's a comp that's an industry that's a company that exists which granted cool they saw an opportunity 
But now they have a vested interest in this going on as long as possible. So if you're that company and you've made a decent amount of money, you're now putting money into like Instagram influencers, you know, advertising to keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because like now that's that's a product you make. And then it's like a fucking a toll bridge. You know what I mean? They're like, all right, we open the bridge. There's going to be a toll for the first year just to pay for the bridge. And then we're done. But then they're like, hey, that bridge made $40 million this year. We're not stopping that toll. Sight. So, yeah, they're like, hey, there was a, a massive pandemic. Um, and we made like $80 million off these fucking stupid keys because people are scared to touch the ATM. Uh, they're going to well, have now, a now they interest can, yeah, in pumping yeah. back into the fear machine. Or creating a new thing, being like, okay, COVID's done, but you know, there are a hundred different reasons for this. Now it's flu season, you know. Yeah, exactly. Trying to make that a regular part of my, like, making that a regular part of my life. Like, there's somebody whose job that is. It's like, well, how do we put this, one of these, in the hands of every American? And just, yeah, the sleazy scumbags who are already very rich and profiting off it. I think I might have even done a hats off when this first happened, but a guy hit me up. Uh, this businessman I know, super baller guy, and uh, works in China. It was like, hey, I know your lady works in a hospital. I know you know medical people. I got masks. I got masks. I can, you know, I can produce and get them made. And yeah. he, I actually personally know this guy, and he ended up. The mask costs, I think, twenty eight cents to make, and he was trying to charge four dollars a mask. And it's like, well, fuck you, dude. You're yeah. You're already rich. You're exploiting me. this, and I got my hopes up. Yeah, my girlfriend just uses a bandana and two, two hair ties. Figured it yeah, out. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, do you have anything else? I got a news update. Yeah, I'm I done. just got I got a quick hats off and then I'll be done. Um, this hats is off. something. Hats off to you, sir. This has to do with sports coming back. And they've the the proposal they did for baseball coming back, they want to do an eighty-two game season. And they should that should just be the baseball season. Always. Yeah, honestly. Fuck the pandemic. Eighty-two games is perfect. We don't need to do 127 games plus playoffs. And this the version they propose is better because they want to do eighty-two games. Instead of twelve teams being in the playoffs, they want it to be sixteen. So I figure the more the merrier with playoffs, you know. Yeah, Why shorter season, bigger playoffs. Everyone gets everyone gets a designated hitter. Um, they're gonna have some rules on how to shorten it. The only bad thing is is like the proposals are literally like Vegas is trying to do this, obviously, because they want to make money. And they even said they'll open their casinos, but they're doing a thing where they're like they don't want people traveling because it's like, okay, Chicago's open back up, but LA is not open back up. So they want to do it where like they were talking about doing where they do spring training, where every team goes to one city, mm-hmm. you know, and then they quarantine in these hotels, which that would be weird as fuck. But um, so hats off. I think they should just have an 82 game season period. But what I'm worried about is what, just year, everybody plays at the, the was it the Area 51 stadium. Yeah, exactly. Everyone plays at Area 51. They, they have four. Um, I don't know. It'd just be weird. This whole like professional sports community. But Vegas is saying, like, hey, let's do basketball in Vegas. We'll have all the teams come, blah, blah, blah. And then they also mentioned, and well, we will have the casinos open for the, cus- for, the, for the players, too, because they won't let people in the stadium. And it's like, oh, that's sweet. All these fucking athletes are just going to gamble all night and then play basketball during the day. 
Dude, do you do you need to make your life any more dope? You're already a professional athlete, and then like you and like 42 people tops are just gonna have run of an entire casino. Yeah, it sounds awesome. The athletes are against it though. They're like, "Fuck that! We're gonna have to leave our families for, especially with baseball, for like six months, so we can all yeah. play in Arizona." Because I don't know how it's gonna work. Because knowing LA, I could see LA being on a full shutdown, but them still opening Dodger Stadium just because the fans would lose their shit. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't already. If I'm being honest, That's yeah, I, I am too. Where it's just like, hey, you sign a waiver, you go at your own risk because. That's the most that's how it spread in Italy was from a soccer stadium. They were in a super packed soccer stadium. Italy was in a championship. And that was where the first case in Italy started and was spread. Yeah, but, but also soccer stadiums are bigger. Um, oh, it's way bigger, way bigger. It- Italians are generally uh, moist people. You know, a lot of sweat to sweat contact, a they're lot of spitting when they other. talk. Yeah, yeah they're, they're always, always kissing, kissing each, each other. other. But uh, uh, I'm worried that this is the year the Dodgers are going to win. And then it'll kind of have like an asterisk because it's like, hey, it was a shortened quarantine season or. No, but that's how it always happens is literally up like it's like a cliche, like it's a saying where people are like, oh, doesn't matter. Like the game up until the All-Star break doesn't even matter. I'm like, oh, you mean the whole first half of the season? It's not like the All-Star break is a month in. You could be number one. You could be in first place. Like you go on an entire sweep all the way up to the All Star break and still end up like 16th. It's like what the fuck happened? Yeah. So uh-huh. I do agree with the shorter season because I'm like, don't play with my emotions. I'm not a I'm not a child anymore. I don't play baseball. I'm only invested in like a social like uh, an escapement uh, capacity. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I still love baseball. I love sports. Um, but like, I I can't be invested as much as I was, you know what I mean? I have real shit going on. And for a lot of people, that is their entire thing is like their entire personality is they are a Dodger fan. But even diehard is... fans can't watch 127 games. Like look yeah, at the numbers. Ridiculous. Football, they play 17 games. Yeah. And yeah. think how many, it would be rad too, because I feel like um, if they play 82 games, let's say next season, they do 82 games, but in the same period of time, which would mean like, less injuries, less pitchers would be able to rest longer. I think it would just be better for everybody. But the whole yeah, you're not cutting point. careers short. You're not letting like you would avoid the whole like uh, like fucking Kershaw could get another five years in. Ken Griffey Jr. wouldn't have got injured. Yeah, Kershaw could have like two weeks off in between games. But the, I, I really want fucking sports to come back because I want to see what it's like to watch a game with no audience. Like how motivated would they be? Like, don't you think, like, the intensity of the game would be taken away without a crowd cheering for you or booing I don't know. You? I thought so. I watched um, the UFC with no I wish crowd. I would have watched that. I didn't watch it. I heard it was It great. was almost – it was eerie, but you almost forget. Because also you're you're used to, like – I mean, if you're an actual fan of it, you you know what I mean? You're looking – you're not there for the audience. The audience is there for the fighters, really, where it's like you land a big blow and then everybody freaks out and it charges you up. You know, I assume it's it's – probably infinitely like more charging but the same feeling as you get from like crushing it stand up but well, yeah but a, a lot of the athletes always say too like when i'm when i pitched that no hitter i didn't hear the crowd it was silence, that's what i'm saying know? is like they get into sometimes zone. uh was it kevin costner he's like clear the mechanism from for love of the game where he just zones everything out but then once he, like once i got used to it it didn't seem weird at all because it is two athletes just going one-on-one you can actually, it was weird that like you could hear everything, 
but like you could hear the coaches perfectly, the cornermen, the cutmen. It was kind of eerie in that regard. Yeah, that part is cool because I, I watched a baseball game, clips of it. It was a, there were riots in Baltimore, so they had to play a game with nobody but press in there. And you could, yeah, you could hear everything the coach was saying. It seemed cool, but imagine a World Series with no fans. That would be fucking interesting. I just wonder if it would alter their motivation or, you know, like as far as getting pumped up and going on rallies. But uh, shit, if they're opening Disneyland, which they are, are they? Can play. Yeah. There's, I thought uh, Disney, didn't they say they were closed indefinitely till next year? Or maybe maybe it's all the Disney's except Disneyland. But I know that uh, Shanghai's opening. I know that Florida's opening. Um, and yeah, because oh, people are wild. freaking out. They're going to open at limited capacity, and people are saying like they're mad because they have to wear a mask. And like, if we have to wear a mask, we're not going. And it's like, who gives a fuck? They're, that place yeah. is going to be packed. They don't need you. They're cool. Well, it's, yeah, it's Disney. I, I think, what do they, they make like, I forget what it was. I could probably look it up, but it something like, like $30 million a day. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're fine. They, they also, they, they don't want to leave that money on the table. They'd rather make, you know, 15 than zero. Yeah. Why you got, you want, I'd rather get half my rent than no rent. Uh, yeah. People are going to go. People fucking virus be damned and just the general vibe people are done with corona man like this weekend was it was like the end of it i mean this was the first time i actually dealt with traffic i was down um i went and picked up food at a spot right right on the water in long beach and it was eight at night cold and windy and the beach was fucking packed <laughs> and it was and it was yeah, it was nighttime dude I went no, to yeah, Huntington, it, and everyone's riding bikes. Everyone's cruising. People are fucking done with the virus. They don't I've give seen, a fuck um, anymore. Well, because they basically, the word got around that people weren't really getting arrested. So they were for a while, and then it turned out to just be a few cases, because cops, I started seeing them on Instagram, and then they're posting their own like body cam videos of them saying, like, hey, there isn't, like, um, they're showing up to gyms, food, you know, restaurants, um, like, bars, and stuff like that, where they're going, like, hey, just so you guys know, uh, uh, there is an order for social distancing. You guys know what's going on, blah, 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 this and that. And I just want to say, have a nice day. And they just, like, cops are going like, hey, just so you, they just put the word out there. Like, hey, just so you know, we're not, and, like, these are orders. They're not laws. And yeah, not, I saw a cop, I saw a cop give an interview and he's like, do you know, he like lost it. He was like, you know, how frustrating it is to have all these things shut down, but know that you can't actually do anything about it. Yes, the park is closed. But we don't have the manpower to enforce everything. So it's like, yeah, if you want to do it, you can do it. But I mean, I just couldn't believe because I was thinking the beaches were going to get packed like when we had a heat wave. It wasn't even this hot, that hot this weekend. But I mean, no. dude, it was like 8, 830, windy as shit, pretty goddamn cold. And the beach was packed. So, yeah, people are done. Even I mean, California is taking is being the most conservative as far as with opening shit up and we're back in the game. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, all right. I got a news update. Uh, what you got, buddy? What you know about? This Justin breaking news with Mitchell Phillips. All right. So do you, you remember our boy, in Kansas, 
um, who sought trial by combat with his wife. Yeah. And then everybody's, everybody's He's like, one of my all-time well, well, favorites. Everybody's like, well, f- calm down a second, bud. And he's like, well, it doesn't have to be her. Like, I'll, uh, she can have her lawyer do it as tribute. And the lawyer's like, all right, this is ridiculous. Where they said it was the wife's idea, but it's clearly a lawyer's idea. And it's like a calm employee that's constantly used in divorce settings. Is you get, she tried to have him um, analyzed uh, psychologically. So uh, let me pull this. Story. I'm sure he's of sound mind. So that's that's the news update. He has been found completely clear and a fully sane man. Uh, the guy we lost you, Mitch. He, all he suffers from is frustration. Hey, Mitch, situation. repeat that. Oh, sorry. The thing, which is, is okay. So, so they said all he's guilty of. All all they can find him. Uh, that he has is extreme frustration. That's what the uh, psychiatrist said. Yeah, and I feel like that was pretty clear in the article because he even said, like, yeah, I know this is ridiculous, but this whole divorce thing is ridiculous. Divorce court is nuts. Yeah, he's and he's talking, he's like, this isn't, I mean, and I've heard it a thousand times, but he's bringing up the same point where he's like, this isn't about me and her. Like, this is about lawyers making money and I'm paying for both sides. Um, and like, it always starts out amicable and the divorce is fine. And then the lawyers turn usually the wife against the husband. And then like, it starts getting into like custody and shit. And he's like, whoa, 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 back up. Like, I just want to, like, I can't see my kids now. This isn't like, we split up on good terms. This is wild. Like how this is developing. It just turns into something that it's not because they, the lawyers can get more money out of him if the kids are involved. And so, which also, if you get your kids involved in your divorce shit, you're a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, and um, I mean it. It happens, dude. I, I I fucking had to go to court, and that was such bullshit on my parents' part. Like, I I was so pissed <laughs> at both of them. Scumbags. It was. It really was. It was like this is your fucking deal. Uh, you know, you guys stuck your dicks in each other. Uh, leave me out of it. I'm four years old. Uh, so basically, he got cleared, which uh, allowed him once he was declared sane by the state. He is now cleared to uh, analyze her sanity. Oh, so, which he will, of course. Yeah, so that's coming down the pipeline. The judge ordered that, so it's going to happen. And I'm sure, I mean, we've stayed on top of this story every step of the way, so I'm sure we're going to keep getting updates. So sword fight didn't work, but this guy's still fighting the good fight. I He's look up forward there with to that. Giant middle finger in Vermont guy. And, and Kid Rock versus the city of Nashville. <laughs> well, I mean, Kid Rock heart... v city of nashville my heart is open to this man i think he's he's innovative i think he is a hero more so than all those you know nurses and doctors and uh people work in prisons and people who fix computers for uh you know for netflix shows and stuff like that (laughs) yeah so his name is david ostrom shout out to him and hopefully this actually brings like enough attention that it like brings some type of reform you know because it's never what actually should bring the reform. It's always like some weird media stunt that does it. So I'm hoping this is that one where we'll at least it's like at least look at divorce laws because they are like all from like the 40s, especially in like California, where like my my grandpa divorced his second wife uh, or they separated, but she wouldn't divorce him or get remarried for like 30 years just so he 
had to keep paying her, even though she was like living with other guys. And you know what I mean? There's oh, like no. weird I mean, fucked it's, up it's shit a like that. Billion dollar industry. And it used to be normal where it's like, all right, you get a divorce. Fine. You can stay in the house, blah, blah, blah. But it, uh, it always, it always kind of starts the same. I feel like where it's like, okay, we're going to have an amicable divorce. And then the wife goes and gets drunk with her best friend and her best friend oh, will be like, yeah, you know how much money I got from my husband? Here's a great divorce attorney. Or I like the movie. I uh, Gal-Qaeda. I love Gal-Qaeda. So it's always the friend that's ruining it where it's like, just hear me out. You deserve more. But I, I like the move that Tony Soprano did where uh, in the show he was going to get divorced from Carmela. So he went and took a meeting with every single high, high-powered divorce attorney in the area. So it would be a conflict of interest. Yeah. So before Carmela could even see the lawyer, Tony already had a meeting with him. I like that move. That's a solid fucking move. But that's what you got to do. Otherwise, like, I forget who, I think it was, um, what's his name, from News Radio, the whitest kids, or uh, the whitest kids, the um, kids in the hall? Um, Dave Foley. That's his Dave name. Foley. He's talking yeah. about his divorce. He just came off of um, like a massive TV show and was going into another one. He's making like $100,000 a week. And then he got divorced and the two shows got canceled. So he now has zero he now has zero income, but he's required for like the next five years to pay her like 50 grand a month. And he's like, all right. Well, and the whole idea of like, this is the quality of uh, living I'm used to. It's like, like plenty of people when they're married fucking have a baller job, then the husband loses a job. You know, it's like what you're used to is absolutely like, insane. Yeah, especially when it's like most people meet at work. It's like, I make the same as you, or at least close. Like, yeah. like, what do you mean? And also, it's like, we have to maintain the woman's, like, quality of life. But it's like, what? so I have to live in a studio apartment so she can stay living in our five-bedroom house? Yeah, that's a know. correct no, it's, it's just starting to sound like a, a, a men's rights activist. But... Yeah, we hate women. But, uh, yeah, the industry is fucked. Or I know someone, like... I just my, hate uh, lawyers. My old boss is a lady, and she's she's very rich. And her husband is kind of a deadbeat, and she had to pay him until uh, all her kids were like 20 years old, and he's just a fucking loser. Well, hats off to him. No, I'm, j I'm just kidding. Gloves off to him as well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realize that came out straight, but it's, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. Well, he's, uh, I mean, you can't do that. It's uh, for any bum out there. You, that's what they are. You're a bum. If you don't want to work, yeah. you're a fucking bum. You're a goddamn bum. We don't like you. I got a pickaxe. Put it to work. <laughs> that's a threat. All right. This has been Hats Off, Gloves Off. My name is Mitchell Phillips, at Mitchell Phillips. That's Robot Spencer, at Robot Spencer. On the boards, as always, uh, leading our team of interns uh -huh, is... Jeez, uh, <laughs> that is terrifying. That's us. You look like... A, Spencer did a drawing. Spencer looks like um, one of the kids from Nightmare Before Christmas, and I look uh, like a demon. Yeah, See, well, I the mustache guy was kind of cool. ruined it, and I just—I look like I the even... Duke. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll put it online. You'll see it. You'll love it. This Super is our producer, last fourteen episode too. We're gonna well, be in person next time. Fuck the virus. I—I've been taking boxing lessons. I'm gonna fight the virus myself. Sweet. That's a nice hands-on approach. Yeah. And let me tell you about my life. Uh, at Hogo Pod on Instagram, comments, corrections, suggestions, or good old fashioned hate mail. We'd love to hear from you. Have a lovely day.